Hello, I'm Dan Hall. Making the show costs money. And if you listen regularly, please consider subscribing to my Patreon page. The link is in the show notes. But if you can't afford to, that's no problem. Instead, maybe you could recommend the show to a friend. Now, this is the first of a two-part special where I ask a number of guests to come back and tell us what they've been up to and play to us one of their latest songs. Enjoy. This is In The Key Of Q, featuring queer music, queer chat, and queer stories from around the world. Everyone is welcome to the conversation, whatever beautiful identity pleases you. Music helps us feel connected and know that we are not alone. Do remember to join the conversation across socials using the hashtag QueerMusic. I'm Dan Hall. Tune in and be heard. Hello there. Now it's time to welcome back a guest who last visited us in May 2022, the wonderful Billy Mick. Billy, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm jolly good, thank you. Now, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, gosh, lots of stuff. Actually, I, um, I have a new song coming out in a couple of weeks uh, called The Greatest Discovery. Um, I have about, I have three tracks left to record for my third album. So I'm kind of excited about that. And then uh, I've, been do, I've been working on my variety show. I've, I have a variety show that I do around town and in Tampa where I kind of bring in local talent and showcase them, you know, kind of like an old, like a, you know, like a Sunny and Cher show kind of situation. <laughs> so which one you know, are you? I'm Cher. I of mean, of course you are. <laughs> naturally, naturally, you know, lots of costume changes, all that kind of stuff, group numbers and duets. And I, and I like doing stuff like that. And I'm, um, I'm actually working on developing like a one person show to try to sell like cruise ships and stuff like that. Cause I really like, I like doing the covers and I like, singing those songs so i'm like well i'll just put those all together and do a one-man show like that so i'm gonna i'm working on that i'm excited brilliant brilliant and when is the album gonna be out do you think um i'm gonna say the album won't be out before end of summer for sure okay so pretty soon I'm going to kind of drag it out a little bit, though. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I mean, the thing is, uh, nowadays, people don't necessarily care about an album. I do because I'm very old school. Mm-hmm. But so I'll keep releasing the singles. And then once I've kind of released all of them, then I'll probably come out with the album altogether. So then you can hear how it's meant to all sound together. Fantastic. So I didn't, I wasn't really aware of that. So are albums less popular now? Is it because of the kind of fragmentation of streaming? Oh, 1 billion percent. You know, I mean, unless you are a huge Taylor Swift fan and you want to buy her album the day it comes out and listen to it, no one does that. Like people, you know, you listen to a playlist, a Spotify playlist where there's like maybe one of my songs on there from one of my, you know, I mean, people like that fast, keep moving situation nowadays i think and and uh get get bored when you're listening to the same thing for too long so as an artist then does that mean that you can't really take any risks because you don't have a b-side and you don't have a kind of album track where you can try some things out does that mean that everything you release has got to basically be a killer single um yes i i mean i for me that's how i kind of approach it um 
but there was there's only been one of my songs that I didn't release, um, and that was off of Leveling Up. So I came out with the album, and it was the, there was a song that was just on there that I didn't release. Um, just B, I I released everything off of that before I released the album. I remember Billy in our conversation. You talked about your song "Tourist," which I absolutely love. I still love it, um, and how that came to you really, really quickly. Do you find that there are some songs that almost appear fully formed, whereas other ones sort of you have to work and work and work at it, and sort of they still never quite get there? Uh, I'll be honest. There, uh, it's very funny that you asked that because I have my last three songs I've not recorded yet for this album. I just finished writing two of them, like a couple of weeks ago, but I've been working on them for months. Like I, I had the hook in my head and I had the beginning of the song and I got to the chorus and that was like, as far as I got, I was like, okay, so I go ahead and I like, when, when I have a situation like that, I go ahead and I make the whole song. I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to probably want this many verses and like here I need like a music break or something like that. And so I do all of that and I listen to it. And then whenever I'm like, okay, I'm feeling, I, I'm feeling that song. I sit down and I usually will kind of finish it. <laughs> Okay, because I was going to ask that. How do you know when the song's finished? Or is it just when you run out of money? <laughs> to, to put well, it crudely. The, the good news is um, all, of that ki- all of that end of stuff is kind of free because I'm doing it all myself. So the only thing I, I really have to worry about is paying out is the engineering of, of the songs, like going in and like the physical recording and, and getting it mastered and stuff like that. But all the, all the music portions of it. I do all of that myself. Brilliant stuff. Billy, make jolly good luck recording your final three tracks for your album. And also, Thank you. when you do release it, I hope you'll come back on the show and chat to us about it. Absolutely. I'm so, I always love to chat with you. Lovely. And now as we wave you off back into your taxi, would you like to introduce to us one of your new tracks to play you out? Oh, yes. I, yes, I sent it over. I'm very excited. Uh, my newest track, The Greatest Discovery. This one is really great, and I it's the second song on the album. The first song is Start All Over Again, which I released a few months back. Um, this entire album and this song um, especially is really about getting back to that fabulous place that my husband and I were at whenever we met before we got caught up in work and caught up in life and caught up in all these things. And then we got into quarantine, and we realized that we had kind of lost a lot of that that we really liked about our, our ourselves. Um, and so we started meditating, we started doing yoga, we started really focusing on ourselves again and got us back to like the greatest place possible. So um, this entire album is really about believing in yourself, loving yourself, sharing that love with others around you. Sounds lovely. Billy, thank you ever so much. Thank you. Sometimes the feel is hard to take It just depends on the choices you make Life can be rough, life can be tough You got to know that you're always a Well, I was searching the world I was searching far and wide Found that finding myself Turns out to be the greatest prize
but finding myself turns out to be the greatest prize. Now I finally see I am the greatest discovery. The greatest discovery. The greatest discovery. The greatest discovery. The and coming up next, we have the return of a guest whose episode we published way, way back in October 2021, which feels like eons ago. It's the lovely Corey Stewart, all the way from Canada. Corey, hello. Hello, Dan. Thank you for having me back on your illustrious podcast. I'm happy to be here. Oh, you lovely man. What's, <laughs> what's been going on with you? Oh, gosh. Um, since October 2021, like you said, it feels like eons ago. Um, over the course of 2022, I was touring the United States um, with an initiative called Quarantine. Um, essentially, it's a uh, initiative that was meant to build platforms for LGBTQ plus artists to perform. And so we went to different states uh, and actually found local artists to perform with us, me and uh, my friend Kisos. And uh, we did a bunch of dates. I'm super excited because I'm now bringing a, a different initiative with a similar concept called Queer Music Social to Canada. So uh, I have something coming up with that as well, where I'm focusing on Toronto artists and I'm super excited. So that and just continuing with music and continuing to try and hustle out here on the streets of Toronto. <laughs> so amongst all of these amazing things you've been doing for the kind of queer music community, has that given you any time yourself to make any music? Yeah, so I am releasing an EP, depending on when this airs, uh, it is coming, well, this airs no matter what, it's still coming. Uh, it's uh, January 27th, it's called Sheets. Um, it's a collection of songs that deal with material that I'm only comfortable sharing in between the sheets or, uh, in a public EP. <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, it's got a few songs that are already released. Um, one of which is up for Juno consideration this year. I don't know if you know what the Junos are. They're a Canadian version of the Grammys. Um, Congratulations. Well, it's just up for consideration. It's not nominated. So like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But I feel like every single time I say it, it puts me in a place where I'm manifesting because I'm into that bullshit. But it was actually written by uh, the song that I submitted was called Give In Tonight. It's with um, written with uh, my regular producer, Gavin Bradley, who's anything but regular, but meaning he's my He's my constant. He's always someone I work with, as well as someone from your country um, named Edward Russell. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he runs a podcast called uh, Inside the Groove. It's like an investigation into Madonna's music. And he's, it's amazing if you haven't uh, gone and listened to it. But he also was an amazing producer in his own right. So we wrote uh, Give In Tonight together, and that's one of the tracks on this new EP. Um, the new song that uh, I'll be promoting with this EP is called Coming Down, and it's about coming down off of substances. Um, so it's uh, really, really depressing. But the fun thing about this song is that I opted to not use any Melodyne or Autotune on the lead vocal, um, which is a bold thing to do, I feel, because it's just industry standard. Everyone uses that when they put together a song simply because all of our ears are conditioned to hear music that is tuned 
perfectly. Um, it's just what's always on the radio. Every song you hear has auto-tune on it. It's just the way it is. Um, but I thought with the subject matter at hand with this song, I really wanted the vulnerability and also the just the way that uh, it was sung to really convey emotion. And I felt that we tried it with a little uh, auto-tune on it and it just felt like it took some of it away. So I decided let's just not and uh, see see how she flies. <laughs> and before we play out with that new track, Corey, I just want to reiterate that Edward Russell's Inside the Groove is an absolutely fascinating and really good forensic insight into the production of uh, Madonna's records. You know, I'm a I'm a big kind of pre-Ray of Light Madonna fan, kind of after that, not so interested. And I found That's his, so the stuff that, I've kind of found the stuff from that he's made about her earlier era absolutely wonderful and just so fascinating to hear. So and also because he co-wrote and produced the album uh of one Dead of our Method. other guests, Dead Method, yeah, which yes. was a fantastic piece. Incredible. Dead Method is another one of my favorites, but uh, I just find that so interesting that you're a pre-ray of light because I'm a post-ray of light only. <sighs> like, I can't stand Express Yourself and Like a Virgin and Material Girl. I can't stand it. But I love, like, Frozen. I, I even like the new stuff. That's how, like, deep I am into, like, the new Madonna. Like, I I love um, Median. I Like, all of the new stuff is, like, my favorite. I think my favorite album is American Life, which is, like, a lot of people's most hated album. And you know what? Die Another Day is my favorite Madonna song. Can you believe? Like, I have issues mentally we knew that but like even down to my picks in madonna music but yeah it's it's weird it's just i think with madonna and i know this is not a promotional thing for madonna but here we are um i think with madonna everyone's favorite is what they discovered her in period yeah. or a period in your life that you're like coming of age and you listen to her music is when you sort of like identify with her the most and American life came out right when I moved to Toronto and I was starting like my gay life. So I think that that, uh, there's a certain emotion attached to that release that brings me there and die another day. I just remember losing my shit when that song came out. So yeah. Jesus, you made me feel so old. I think I lost my virginity a few weeks before Bedtime Stories came out. <laughs> I mean, if I had a nickel. <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> it's, it's a common problem, and I suggest you seek treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Stewart, what is the name of your EP so we can keep an eye out for it? So my EP is called Sheets. It is available January 27th, 2023. Go stream it and stream me. Fantastic. Corey Stewart, thank you ever so much for coming back on In the Key of Q. It's been gorgeous to have you. Thank you for having me. Here it comes, I hate this part. Falling petals off a rose. Cross my, can't cross my heart tonight cause no one knows. Sink under the rising sun, can't seem to close my eyes. Come down, come down, come down tonight. Don't let this be the final night to show me how to pose The candle burns, it burns so bright And I'm trying to compose Sink under the rising sun I can't seem to close my eyes Come down, come down, come down tonight
They say don't look in the past Cause the future's what beholds But tonight I can see the light In the darkness all I know Everyone says to deal with it But I'm standing here alone Coming down, coming down, coming down tonight Oh yeah, I'm coming down Drowning in the notion of me Oh yeah, I'm coming down It's in heaven Hey Dan and In The Key of Q listeners, how are you doing? It's Ben Smith here and I'm very excited to be sharing my latest single with you. It's a track called Sober and quite literally is an exploration of sobriety, I guess. Um, And I don't know, I guess I've been thinking about it a lot over the last few years and I know it's something that the queer community sometimes needs to think about. But I have absolutely no answers. (laughs) It's all questions. Um, On the other side, the more metaphorical side, I guess, it's about looking at relationships and how you can do them sober, in a sense, like without any extra things to keep relationships going. Um, All wrapped up in a bit of a pop bop (laughs) with some good saxophone thrown in there for good measure. Um, so whether whether you're doing it dry, wet or somewhere in between, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you're doing well. Big love. Trying to get home, feeling alone. I don't know where I have been. And the road is so long. To begin, you must forgive. Ah, tongue. Feel the things from 
incredibly glad to welcome back onto the show a guest who's been on the show not once not twice but three times he's been here for three episodes carrington kelso welcome back thank you as always dan it is a pleasure to be back so what has been going on with you life dan life 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 i feel like um i mean obviously there's a lot still going on with the pandemic but uh I guess the veil has been lifted a bit and I've been, you know, pedal to the metal uh, ever since. Um, I think the last time we spoke, um, I had just released Come Over. We talked about that a little bit. Yep. And it was, I think the release uh, had just come out, hadn't it? And it was this different mix of, am I right, from the one that's emerged on the album? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, the album was taking shape at that point, but it wasn't quite finished. Um, and a lot of just life things were happening. Um, I, well, me and my boyfriend are still together, but we moved out of our apartment, um, where a lot of this writing for this album took place. Um, we went back to our respective parents' house, um, just trying to, you know, get our feet underneath us to make the next move. And I was like, I I have to put something out. Uh, mm-hmm. In 2022, uh, prior to that, it had been 2018 since my last like full album, and so I was like, I have to say something. Um, I've been writing so much, and so I really just kind of locked myself in my room and and finished this project and like really narrowed it down to what I believed were the strongest nine songs out of everything I had written over the pandemic, uh, and you know, put that album out. And how do you feel this album differs from your last one? Uh, so uh, Baptize Me as an album was more uh, self-reflection and um, manifesting what I believed I wanted in a relationship. Uh, prior to the relationship I'm in now, I've never been in one. Um, I didn't know the rules. I didn't know how to date. Um, it was just kind of uh, failing forward. And so with First We Fall, um, at that point, at the time the, the album had come out, we had been together for uh, four years at that point. And so um, now I have some experiences under my belt. Now I have, um, you know, really shared a portion of my life with somebody for an extended period of time. And I felt, you know, comfortable enough to start writing about uh, that experience because oftentimes you don't get to hear or see uh, queer artists talk about that first, you know, the rose-colored glasses, the, um, you know, hiccups and and the chase and the lust and the love, all that at the beginning of a relationship. Oftentimes, you know, we get the one-night stands, the hookups, but never the, you know, ups and downs of a quote-unquote normal relationship. And I wanted to try my best to capture our experience uh, in this project. 
And how does that feel doing that? If you're writing something that is intensely personal, is there any kind of negotiation that goes on with your partner where you'll go, look, can I have permission to talk about this? Or is does that is that something that happens? Um, so not for me. I I am very um tight-lipped when it comes to my writing process because I want it to be as authentic and honest as possible. Um, and even with my partner, I can't let outward opinions, uh, you know, sway how I would write or express myself because it, it wouldn't be authentic. It wouldn't be true. Um, once it was done, then I let him listen to it. Um, and that was a process in itself um, because there was a point in the the writing phase when we were still living together that I had let him listen to like a couple of demos, one off. And um, he had a bit of an emotional reaction to some of the songs. Um, and it like not scared me, but kind of like made me take a step back to be like, uh, you know, have I done something wrong? Not that I use any names or anything like that, but um, you know, is this too much? And when I realized I was trying to kind of edit myself as I was writing, I was like, no, I can't do that. Um, so obviously there's nothing, you know, uh, super, super personal, something that I would consider private between the two of us, but it is definitely authentic to uh, my lens, my scope of the relationship. And um, I wouldn't put anything out that I didn't think honored that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I couldn't let his personal opinion of, you know, how a song made him feel or, you know, whatnot, um, stop me from telling my truth. Um, and so it, it is, is a, a balancing act, but I think that, you know, anybody who dates an artist, especially a songwriter, um, you kind of have to know what you're getting yourself into. Um, I look at, you know, Adele, Beyonce, um, some of the greats who Taylor Swift, um, who we have to write about what we know. And, and this is what yeah. I know. Um, and so, yeah, there, there is a thin line, a nice balancing act between the two. Now then, Carrington, before we leave you, would you like to introduce for us uh, one of your new pieces that you'd like us to hear? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the title track for uh, First We Fall is called The Fall. And to me, it is a perfect love song. Um, it encompasses the entire feeling uh, of the album. And it's probably uh, my best song, in my opinion. And so I think that if you hear that, um, it'll be the song that draws you in to listen to the entire body of work. Lovely. Carrington, Kelso, thank you so much for continuing to make beautiful queer music. As always, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Dan. It is always a pleasure to come back and chat with you. And I cannot wait to show you what I'm cooking up next. And I can't wait to hear it. Take a seat and take a chance I'd really like to be your man Is that wild? Tell me, is it wild? And sure, you've heard this times before And trust I got some scars from war Is that wild? Tell me, is it wild? Won't you come along for the ride? 
Cause I want you by my side oh. If it's just one night or forever Baby, no pressure I want your hands inside of Thank you for listening to this episode and remember to listen to part two. You can support In The Key of Q via Patreon or alternatively recommend it to a friend. The theme tune is by Paulie Nidu at unstoppablemonsters.com with press and PR by Paul Smith. Help others to discover new queer music by giving the show a review wherever you listen to podcasts. The show was made at Pup Media. I'm Dan Hall. Go listen to some music. And I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>